Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to the Faith Mamas Tribe. If you are looking uh, for a time to just learn how to study the Bible or teach someone else how to study the Bible, then you are absolutely in the right place. My name is Dominique Young, and today is our Sunday coffee chat. And during these Sunday coffee chats, we go live and we talk about lots of different things. We bring guests on sometimes, and it's just a whole lot of fun. But today, I'm going to be doing a quick tutorial on how to study the Bible. And you may be wondering why this is so important for me especially since we already do Mornings with Jesus Monday through Friday. But one thing I realized is that, hey, there could be a day when Mornings with Jesus doesn't happen and we're not studying the Bible altogether. Um, there could be a day when the internet is down where you're at. And I want you to be equipped to know how to do this on your own and also how to um, teach someone else how to do it. And if you've ever been on Mornings with Jesus, it's an amazing corporate Bible study time. But it would be really cool if people started starting these corporate Bible studies all over the place, like in California or in Italy or wherever. And so I want to give the tools and the resources to you guys to be able to do that. So we are going to spend about 30 minutes digging in about how do we study the Bible? What are some tips and strategies? And this is going to be like high leverage, uh, just high focus. And then we're going to do some other videos and get into like the nitty gritty of some of the things that I'm learning in seminary as well. So I'm excited to just hang out with you guys on this Sunday morning coffee chat and talk about how to study the Bible. I want to say hey to some of my friends that I'm that I'm seeing live woohoo, on a Sunday morning. Hey, Erica. Hey, Shanda. Hello, Lynn. Hey, Bella and Margaret. So excited to see you guys this morning. And I pray that this uh, 30 minute tutorial. I keep saying that because I'm like, come on, Dominique, we can do this in 30 minutes. <laughs> this 30 minute tutorial will be beneficial to you and feel free um, to ask questions and we'll talk, talk through it. So first, I want to tell a quick story. So studying the Bible has changed my life. And I know that it's not just the words on the page, but it's what the Holy Spirit does with those words on the page. It has absolutely changed my life. And there was a time where I was kind of spiraling and I was struggling in my relationship with God. I was trying to pray, um, but I, I just was struggling. And then one day I talked to my pastor and I told her, I was like, I don't understand anything that you are saying when you're preaching. Like it always fell over my head. And she said to me, well, you just need to study the Bible. And I thought to myself, that's your only advice? Like what in the world? And so in order to be like, prove it, like, no, it's not me. I was like, I'm going to study the whole thing. I'm going to read this whole Bible. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea what study tips there were. And I just started reading the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. And it changed my life. Like it literally changed my life. I don't know. It was like a hunger at that time. And I finished reading the, the Bible cover to cover in six months. Like it just changed my life. It changed everything. And I know that it was the Holy Spirit and and the Holy Spirit continues to show up each and every time I read and study the Bible. So I want to just share with you some tips and strategies that I've learned along the way. And I would love to hear any tips and strategies that God has given you as you've studied the Bible and read the Bible for yourself as well. So let's go ahead and start with these 10 tips and strategies. And I'm going to bring them up on the screen. 
here we go. So 10 steps to transformational Bible study. We're going to go through these steps and then we're actually going to do a study. Okay. So these 10 steps are number one, desire to see God. This is probably the most transformational way to go into the Bible, not desire to get a question answered, not try to find something that will encourage me for my right now moment. No, desire to see God, his character, his heart, his hurt over time. Why? Because when we begin to see God and know who he is, we begin to recognize him in our everyday life. One of the biggest questions many people say is like, how do I hear God? And I believe that this is the first, one of the first steps to hearing him is to recognizing how he moves, recognizing what's important to him, recognizing his character, recognizing what hurts his feelings, right? Recognizing these things helps you to see him in other areas of your life. So when we go into our Bible reading, Bible study time with God on our mind, it changes everything. The next thing is pray. Just ask the Holy Spirit to help you. I mean, I don't think there's any better Bible teacher than the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit teaches us so much and we don't even realize it. The second step is to read one time all the way through. Read the chapter one time all the way through and imagine what is happening. Get a picture in your mind. Imagine what is happening. The next thing is read a second time. And this time, highlight keywords and standout verses even if you don't know why they're standing out to you. So a lot of times we'll we'll not highlight things because we're like, well, I don't really understand it. But if it's standing out to you, I want you to highlight it. Why? Because we've already prayed, remember? We've asked the Holy Spirit, we've asked the Holy Spirit to come in and to help us and to help us to understand. So when things start standing out to us, that's the Holy Spirit helping us, even if we don't get it right then. So highlight it, okay? After you've read twice, I want you to do something that I think a lot of people don't talk about. I want you to pray again. Pray again and ask the Lord to guide your reflection time. Why? Because you've prayed and you've asked God to guide your reading time and he's done that. But now you're moving into a time of reflection. And I believe that that praying before we reflect on what we just read, it invites the Holy Spirit into that process as well. Then we jump into a time of reflection, and I've broken it down into four parts. The first thing is we're going to look for the background, kind of just give a summary of what we read, who, what, when, where, why, and how. And don't forget to see how is God involved? What do we see about his heart, his hurt, and his character, right? Because a lot of times we want to be like, oh, it's King David, and King David is fighting Goliath, and, you know, that's great. But then we want to also say, well, how is God involved? What do we see about his heart, his hurt, and his character? Why is that important? Because we started our study time with a desire to see God. Yes, getting a picture of who David is and how how David defeated Goliath is great, but I want to see God, right? I want to see God. I want to recognize how he shows up throughout history and what's important to God. Then after that, you're going to go to those key verses. And I know this is a lot, but we're going to break it down. You're going to go to those key verses that you highlighted and all those key words that you highlighted that you may not even know why you highlighted them. And you're still going to start asking questions. Why, why did it say this? 
What is it trying to tell me? What about this word is important? What does this word mean, right? We're going to ask questions. We're going to research the words, and then we're going to connect them to the pattern of scripture. Like I said, we're going to do all of this today in real time. So we're going to walk through this. I just wanted to talk through it first. And the next thing is we're going to look at the timeless truth. What promise, principle, command, or enduring characteristic of God do I see here through this verse or through this chapter. Next, we move into application. And you see how application is like way, way, way down at the bottom? Because a lot of times we rush to application. We want to be like, well, what, how, did, how did what I just read impact my life? How did what I just read imp- apply to my life? If we rush to that too fast, we will miss what God and the, what the Holy Spirit is trying to show us through our Bible study. So don't rush to application right? Don't rush. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey of getting to know God. Enjoy the journey of seeing his characteristic in his heart and his hurt over time, right? Enjoy the journey. So this is how we are studying the Bible and applying to our life. And then lastly, we're going to pray again. You notice how we prayed three times. Lastly, we are going to pray again. All right. So those are the steps that I wanted to talk to you about. And we are actually going to walk those steps out today as we study James chapter one together. I see somebody saying they are having some uh, video issues. So please let me know if the audio is not working. Let me know in the comments down below. I hope it's all working out pretty good. Um, But if not, let me know. All right. Here we go. So we are going to use all those steps and we are going to study James chapter one. Before we do really quick tips, I want to let you know when you're studying, focus on a particular book of the Bible. This has always been my strategy, something I feel like is transformational as opposed to jumping all around, trying to figure out where I'm going next. Focus on a particular book of the Bible. Read it chapter by chapter until it is complete. Okay, read it chapter by chapter until it is complete. And if you are doing a topical study, which means maybe you're studying the Bible on forgiveness or you're studying about um, financial stewardship or something like that, identify the verses that you want to study, but still read the chapter that that verse is in. This is how this is what helps us to not take things completely out of context. Okay, this is what helps us to not take things out of context. So make sure that we are still reading the chapter that that particular verse is in. And then a few quick tools that you can use is the blueletterbible.com, biblehub.com, and a really good study Bible. And I'll talk a little bit about those in a future video. Um, But those are some tools. They have commentaries there. They have the Strong's Concordance there. A Blue Letter Bible and Bible Hub are completely free. And then a good study Bible helps you with like some of the questions like who wrote this book? When did they write it? Who are they writing it to? Things like that. And then some bonus tools. Look, y'all, you really don't have to spend a ton of money to study the Bible. But if you got some money and you want to spend it, um, I recommend the the physical Strong's Concordance. I have it up here on my um, on my bookshelf, the physical Strong's Concordance. And then also, again, a good study Bible, Bible charts and maps timeline and a Bible dictionary. So those are the things that I would recommend if you're going to spend money but you don't have to. There's such great resources out here that are absolutely free, y'all, okay? So I just wanted to throw those out and I'll talk about those in a future video. But if you want to, you can. 
Okay. So let's go right back to what we said really quickly. I'm just going to reveal really quick and we're going to jump into James chapter one. So remember, we're going to desire to see God. We're going to pray. We're going to read the chapter one time through while imagining what's happening. We're going to read the chapter the second time. This time we're going to highlight keywords and standout verses. We're going to pray again. We're going to look at the background. We're going to focus on, then we're going to move to the key verses and focus there. Then we're going to look at the timeless truth. And then we're going to apply it to our lives and to our time. And then we're going to pray. Application is last. Why? Because this this Bible was written in a time of history that we don't currently live in. So we have to understand what's written first before we try to apply it to our modern day context. Okay? So that's what we're going to do with one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. I probably say that a lot because I really love lots of chapters in the Bible. But James chapter 1 is a chapter that's just really hit my heart. So we are going to study James chapter 1 together using those steps and strategies. And I know that I don't have a fancy acronym, but this is just the process that I use to study the Bible that I think has transformed my life. God has used it to transform my life. All right. So first thing we do is we check our mindset. Do we desire to see God? I feel like we do. I feel like we've talked about this, right? Desiring to see God in the text, desiring to see his character, his heart, his hurt, the things that are important to him. The next thing we do is we pray. So let's go ahead and do that. All right, here we go. Let's pray. (sighs) Father God, I thank you, Lord, so much for my sisters. I thank you so much for the opportunity for us to study the Bible together. Lord, I pray that as we read these scriptures, that you would help us to just understand them, that you would help the words to jump off the page so that we can really see you. Our desires to see you, Lord, our desires to see your hurt, your heart, your characteristics, God. So Father, we pray that you would show us you, you would show us what's important, you would show us whatever you want us to see. We are here desiring you, Lord. So Lord, where you lead, we will follow. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and read James chapter one, and I'll pull it up on the screen. Here we go. James chapter one, we're going to read this one time through, and the first time, we're just going to imagine what's happening. Getting a picture in our mind really helps us to grasp what's going on in the chapter. So here we go. James chapter one, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. Greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation since they will pass away like a flower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossoms falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. 
Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his, of all he created. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror And after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongue deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. All right, so we've read it one time. We've imagined it, kind of got a picture of James writing this to the 12 tribes of Israel. We've got that picture. Now, the second thing we do is we read it again. And this time we highlight key verses and phrases. Why do we not do this the first time? Because we don't, we want to just soak it all in, right? We want to get it all in and soak it in so that we can get an understanding of what's happening. Now, the second time we're going to read it again and we're going to highlight key phrases and verses that are standing out to us because it's Because let me tell you, there's going to be something that stands out to me that doesn't stand out to Erica. There's going to be something that stands out to me that doesn't stand out to Bevy. Why? Because we ask the Holy Spirit to show us what he wants to show us. Not what he wants to show Dominique. Not what he wants to show somebody else. But what he wants to show you, right? That's what we've asked him to show us. So we're going to trust that the verses that are standing out to us, even if we don't understand why right now, we're going to trust that the Holy Spirit is guiding our study. Okay. Here we go. Let's read it one more time through. James chapter one. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. Greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. 
Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation, since they will pass away like a wildflower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossoms fall, fails, and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desires and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. The sin, when it's full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongue deceives themselves and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. All right, so we've read it the second time. And this time we've highlighted key verses, key phrases. And look, you may have even kind of not heard everything I was reading because you got so focused in on a particular verse. That's good, right? That's good. That means that the Holy Spirit is directing you to a particular verse or a particular word. You may not understand why, 
you may not understand what it's saying, what he's saying to you right now through that verse. Don't rush to application. Okay. Don't rush to try to apply it to your life. Just acknowledge that this verse is standing out to you. And now we're going to move into a time of prayer as we go into reflection. Okay. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, so much for the opportunity to reflect on your word. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to read it. We know that you are with us as we were reading. And Father, we pray that you be with us as we reflect and that you show us what it is you want us to see, God. We trust you. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise. And we just ask you to have your way in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So let's see where we are on all these steps. Now we're on background. Who, what, when, where, why? How is God involved? What do we see about his heart, his hurt, his character? Begin to type it in the comments. Who is writing this? Who are they writing it to? Why are they writing this letter? Um, What do we notice about God's character through this? What are we seeing about God's, what's important to God and what hurts God? Like, what are we noticing? Just back, just sheer background, right? Before we go into application, before we try to figure out what that verse means to me, and I want to know what this has to do with me, before we jump into that, don't skip the background. Don't skip just recognizing what all of this is about. So go ahead and type it in the comments as I start talking about some of the things that I noticed as I was reading. Number one. I noticed who wrote it. It said James, a servant of the Lord. So James wrote this letter. Now, I'm not going to give it away, but my first question would be, who is James? Like, who is James, right? What, What importance does he have in the early church? Like, who is this guy? So that would be a question that I might want to research and give yourself time to do that. Who is James? Then we ask, then I say, well, who is he writing it to? And again, feel free to type what you're noticing in the comments about the background of this story. But who is he writing this to? Hmm. So when I look back at the chapter, I noticed that he said he's writing it to the 12 tribes of Israel that are scattered throughout the nations. So he's writing this specifically to um, Jewish believers that are all throughout different nations at that time. So this, and I'm thinking to myself, right, this letter, because I I know it's a letter, this letter is not like, they don't have a printing press. They don't have a copy machine. They don't have, you know, a printer where he's typing it and making different copies. So this one letter must have the intention of being spread around. Like one, one place takes it and another place takes it and another place takes it and they share it throughout. So there must be some type of connection between, um, there must be some type of connection between like all of these places. Shanda says, James, isn't this the brother of Jesus? Boom. Yes. So, okay. We're bringing, see, I said, I don't want to give it away. This is, I love the book of James. Um, yes. So now we know, because Shanda did some research, right? Now we know that James is the, is identified by theologians as the brother of Jesus. So that is who we are talking to right now. That's who we're talking to, or that's who's talking to us, I guess, and writing this letter. So these are all the different things in the background of the story that we're bringing out. Then we start thinking, well, what uh, what are we noticing about the character of 
What are we noticing about the character of God? Right? What are we noticing about the character of God? One thing that stands out to me is what James said about the character of God. What God identifies as religion. It's like, oh, hold on to take care of the orphans and the widows, right? So I'm seeing some of the characteristics and the traits of God, the things that are important to God. I also recognize things that bother God, like when you say that you're religious and you don't have a rain on your tongue. So I'm identifying all of these things, okay? So keep going, right? And you could spend, I'm telling you, you could study one chapter and spend like 30 minutes just on the background and be like, ooh, that was so good when you leave, right? Like a lot of times we think that the only way to have a transformational Bible study is we have to identify how does this work for me? But I'm telling you, you could st- you could spend some good study time on just the background and walk out being like, ooh, that was good. That was good. So don't skip that part, right? Don't skip that part. Next up, what do we do next? Let's look. Now we identify the key verses that we have written out. What key verses are standing out to you about this chapter? And I'm going to share some of the key verses that are standing out to me. And as you guys type them, I'll see them because something is going on and I can't see all of the things for some reason. But as you guys type the key verses that are standing out to you, I will see them. I'm going to jump into what key verse is standing out to me. The key verses that stood out to me specifically was verse six. And it says, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. And for me, I'm like, wait, what? Like, I have a lot of questions and that's good because that's what this stuff is about. I have a lot of questions when I underline, but when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. I'm thinking to myself, like, when you ask what? When you ask anything? Like, does this refer to anything? Like, what what am I asking? Like, there's so many questions here, right? So type in the comments what, what verse are standing out to you. So because this verse is standing out to me and I have so many questions, I decided to highlight the verses that are all around this verse, okay? So here we go. Let me show you what happened with me as I was studying. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. My question is, hmm, I know the Holy Spirit is showing me this, but but when I ask what? Like, that's my first question. So now I'm going to go back up to verse four because I have a question and I'm going to Just look at the scriptures and see if the scriptures give me any indicator of what this is talking about. Verse four, it says, let perseverance finish its its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. Oh, whoa, that's what it is. And then it goes, but when you ask, okay. So in verse five, it's telling us what James is talking about. My question was, when I ask for what? Verse five says, if you lack wisdom, you should ask God. So this is what James is talking about. He is talking about wisdom. Okay, great. Now I understand. Verse six, but when you ask, when I ask for what? When I ask for wisdom. Okay, but when I ask for wisdom, you must believe and not doubt. Not doubt what? Not doubt the wisdom that God gives you. Okay. Because the one who doubts, the one who doubts what? The one who doubts the wisdom is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. Ah, 
So God is highlighting this verse to me. And now I understand that this verse is saying, hey, when you ask for wisdom from God, he's going to give it to you. And when he gives it to you, don't doubt the wisdom that comes. Wow. Okay. You see what happens when we start asking questions instead of just assuming that I know what it means, because I could go in here and say, but when you ask, okay, cool. When I ask anything, that's great. No, no, no. Ask questions. When I ask what, what is it talking about? Right? Because a lot of times we can go in with our assumptions and then we jump to app again. We jump to application too quickly. Don't jump. Get really just a lot of questions about the text, right? Enjoy your time with God. Like, don't feel like you have to rush and know right away. Ask questions. And I'll talk in a future video about like, what if I can't figure out what the text is saying by the, through the text itself? What are other resources I can use? I'll talk about that in a future video. But our first step is always to ask questions and let the Bible interpret the Bible right? That's always our first step. We want the Bible to interpret the Bible. And before we go to commentaries and all this other stuff, we want the Bible to interpret the Bible. So that's just what happened. When I ask, ask what? Ask for wisdom. I see that in verse, verse five. And now I see, okay, all right, I see what God is showing me a little bit. It's getting a little clearer now. Okay, so I want to know in the comments what verses are standing out to you guys and what are like some of the questions or some of the things you're thinking about when you are looking at this verse. It may be a verse and you notice a particular word is standing out to you and then you want to highlight that particular right, that particular word. What what is this word saying to me or what does this word even mean? We may want to look at because remember. The Bible is not written, was not originally written in English. So there may be a particular word standing out to you. If it is, I encourage you to go into the Strong's Concordance and figure out what did that word mean in the original language? Because this word, the Holy Spirit has this word standing out to me for some reason. I don't want to just assume I know what this word means. Like if I go to a, a chapter and I look and the word that's standing out to me is the word love, I don't want to just assume that it's talking about the love that I understand. I want to go and dig in because I want to see what the Holy Spirit wants to show me. You see what I'm saying? So we want to spend some time there. We want to spend some time asking those questions, researching the words, connecting them to the pattern of scripture. And now we get to the point where we're talking about the timeless truth. Okay. So what promise, principle, command, or enduring characteristic of God is standing out to you from that key verse that the Holy Spirit has highlighted to you, right? What timeless truth is standing out to you from that key verse or key word or what have you that the Holy Spirit is, is, is highlighting to you? So for me, the thing that's standing out to me is, um, okay, ask God for wisdom and he's going to give it to you, but don't doubt the wisdom. So for me, that's a principle. That's just a key principle that's really standing out to me. It's like, hey, okay. The scriptures are showing me that there's a principle here. If I ask God for wisdom, he's going to give it. But now I have a part to play. And that part is don't doubt the wisdom when it comes. Don't doubt the wisdom when it comes. And then I begin to just kind of look at that. Do I doubt the wisdom when it comes? I do sometimes. 
I wonder if it's me. I wonder if it's just like something I want. Is it just, is it just me just making this up in my mind? Like I do doubt, like I'll ask. And then I do doubt the idea. I do doubt the wisdom. I do doubt, you know, things like that. So I realized that, oh, it's possible that God is also giving me a warning here. Hey, Dominique, I highlighted this verse for you, right? Because I want to remind you that when you ask me, I'm going to answer you, but you have a part to play. Don't doubt the wisdom that comes. And now we're in the application phase. So we went to from timeless truth. Now we're in application. So we're just, those two kind of float into one another. You see how transformational the Bible is? Because we think, oh, I don't even know why that thing stood out to me. But God is taking us on a journey. Remember, we asked him to. We asked him to take us on a journey at the very beginning. We asked him to show us himself, show us what's important. And now that key phrase or key word or whatever stood out and jumped out to us. And then he's now showing showing me how to apply it to my own life. So the first thing that stood out to me was that verse. I don't really understand why it was standing out to me. I had questions about the verse, which is great. I asked the questions and I let first let the Bible interpret the Bible. And now there's timeless, a timeless principle that comes from it, which is, hey, when I ask God for wisdom, he's going to answer. Now I have a part to play, which is to trust the wisdom he gives. And now I can apply that to my life. Dominique, when you ask God for some for some wisdom. Now get this, it's not just talking about just ask God for anything and he's going to give you anything. That's not what this scripture is saying. This scripture is saying when you ask God for wisdom, he's going to give you wisdom. He's not going to withhold wisdom for for you. Right? When you ask God for wisdom, he's going to give you wisdom. And then you got to believe and trust him. Come on, Erica's doing it right now. She says, verse 13 stood out to her and verse 15, come on. And in verse 13, the thing that's kind of standing out to her is that God is is never tempted. So we can go into that and see what's happening there. And then verse 15, she says, sin gives birth to doubt. Okay, so sin gives birth or verse one, I don't know if it's 15 or one through five or one and five, but sin gives birth to doubt. So these are the things that's standing out, right? So that's, and and then when it stands out, then you look for the timeless truth and the principles and things like that. So this is, again, this is, whoo, this is high leverage what we do in a regular Bible study. If there's no mornings with Jesus, if there's no, you know, if you're not walking through the Bible with somebody else, this is what you can do on your own and what you can teach other people to do. Now that we've now applied it to our life and we can go deep into that, but I'm already over my time. But now that we've applied it to our life, the next step, the last step is to pray. Why? Number one, we want to thank God because he's been here with us throughout the study. And number two, you know, we want to, we want God to seal this in our hearts and to help and teach us all throughout. Right. And so we're going to go ahead and we're going to pray. And that's what we're going to do. But I want to encourage you. We did this in what? 39 minutes or or less because we had some intro at the beginning. But you can take, you can stretch this time out. You can do this over the course of three days. 
right? I'm going to study this chapter and I'm going to dig into the background the first day. And then after that, after that, I'm going to, I'm going to start digging into, you know, that particular verse that's standing out to me. And then the next day I'm going to dig, you see, you can stretch it out. You don't have to rush, but it will transform your life, right? It will transform your life. So let's go ahead and pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, so much for showing us how to study the Bible. Lord, we are so grateful for you. We pray that the things that you have caused to stand out to us, that you would seal them in our hearts, Lord God, and that you would help us to learn them throughout the week, that you would ca- you would cause things in our life that would cause us to apply what you've taught us in real life, in real time. Lord, we thank you. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen. All right, y'all. God is good. So that is how I study the Bible, and I would encourage you to do it as well. If you would like a printout of those steps, I'm going to put it in the Bible study, um, the Bible printables Uh, section in the Faith Mamas Tribe app so you can download it and print it out if you would like to use it when you are studying the Bible for yourself and just kind of go through the steps until it becomes like natural and normal to you. Um, So I'm going to put it there so you can print it out. And this is going to be a series. So in the next part of the series, I want to talk a little bit more about how do we really reflect what happens when we can't figure out the answer to a question from the text alone. Like what, what tools can we use when the particular verse that's standing out to us, um, when the particular verse that's standing out to us isn't really clear, like it's not clear for us what it's actually saying, what tools can we use? So we're going to talk about that in the next video. So it's going to be kind of like a series on how to study the Bible. If you know anybody that's interested in studying the Bible, but feels like when they go into it, it just feels so overwhelming. Show them this video. I feel like the Bible does not have to be overwhelming, right? And let's be honest, there are some things that we may not understand, but there are some ways to understand it. And that is the next thing that I want to talk to us about in the next video is how do I understand parts of this Bible that just are hard to understand, like that I can't look at and see. Like this chapter is pretty, it's kind of simple, but like what if I'm reading Exodus And they're building the tabernacle. And I'm like, what am I supposed to get out of this? That's what we're going to talk about at the the next video, the next Sunday. So make sure you tell people about these Sunday coffee chats if you enjoyed this one. And also make sure you let me know in the Faith Mama's Tribe app, what are some things that you would like to talk about? Would you like to talk about things like how to pray or, you know, um, what, what's my favorite Bible journal or what, you know, whatever we can talk about, whatever we can talk about. What does the Bible say about forgiveness? What does the Bible say about whatever we can talk about, whatever that's what Sunday coffee chat is all about. We'll be doing this series on how to study the Bible for the next two or three coffee chats, but then we can move into whatever else. So make sure you let me know. Um, and yeah, I try really hard <laughs> to be done in 30 minutes, but it looks like we're going to be done in 45. I want to encourage you, please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Please share this video if you think anybody needs to learn how to study the Bible um, or anybody that you are currently discipling and you want to help them learn how to study the Bible. This video prayerfully will be a great resource for you um, and that printable tool that I will link in 
I will put in the Faith Mama's Tribe app. I love you guys so much. If this ministry blesses your life in any way, please consider giving. It helps us to continue to keep the app for free and all this stuff. This was absolutely awesome. <laughs> this was absolutely awesome. And I hope that you guys enjoyed it as much as I do. I did and that you would take some things away um, and, and, and put them into your Bible study time. Yeah. <sighs> Amen. Hallelujah. I'm good. Genesis, I just want to share this real quick. Genesis, the thing God tells you to do are to lead you in righteousness and result in blessings when obeyed. Wisdom not doubted is wisdom obeyed and how we receive the good things of God. Come on, come on. So this is why after you study the Bible yourself, it's really good to share it with somebody else because you never know. They might bring out something you never thought about. Amen. Thank you, Erica, for reminding us to like, comment, share, and subscribe. And I will see you tomorrow for Mornings with Jesus at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. But don't forget to plug in our Sunday coffee chats at 7 a.m. into your calendar because I'll be here every Sunday at 7 a.m. and we'll talk, be talking about the topic of Bible study for the next couple and then we'll move into a new topic. All right. I love you guys. I pray you have an amazing Sunday and I thank you so much and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. <laughs>